0: Oh, what a week. Wow, what a month. week. I mean, man, are you guys feeling this? I'm feeling this.
1: I mean, I've, I've obviously I've had like a rough couple of weeks. I was sick and we had to put off the last episode. Exactly. And then, you know, like last week was rough for me, and then this weekend, um, I had to fix my air conditioner, and that was like five hundred dollars because I had to put freon oh in God. it, and apparently it hadn't been done before or hadn't been done in a while. So they had to put five and a half pounds of freon in my air conditioner.
0: Oh yeah, no! Yeah, and that's like
1: sixty-five to seventy bucks a pound. So that plus, like you know, tax. And, um, you know, like cost of like maintenance and stuff like that, it was like five hundred and thirteen dollars, so
0: oh my God.
1: Yeah, Super great. Now, I mean, granted, I, I had that money saved up for th- emergencies like that, but it doesn't make it hurt my wallet any less.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. It always hurts to see it go. Yep. Oh no. Oh no. Plus you never you never want to spend it on an emergency. You want to spend it on something fun, fun, you know. Things.
1: I was actually saving oh, up man. that money for my trip to visit my family the like this month. So but Shoot. it's okay. I'm still Shoot. going well, to visit I've my been, family. I've
0: been so. waiting for <laughs> good good I'm glad I've been waiting for jury duty all Ugh. week so there's that I'm not even like being called in I'm just waiting I'm just in waiting guys so it's just not fun I've been listening you know listening to lots of podcasts just waiting yep. but then they're like hey you still have to report to work and I'm like but I work nights so that still sucks <laughs> yeah that's
1: not great
0: <laughs> um so you but you guys are back for another episode of cats and cooking, right? Okay. So, you know, and we used to call it cooking and cats, but people started to just ignore the ampersand and we can't, we can't have that guys. The, the, yeah. Stop you sending don't want, us your emails. You don't
1: want people calling it cooking cats because we're not all no. about cooking cats. We're about cats and cooking. Plus it's alphabetical cats, this way anyway. So
0: exactly. So exactly. It's forgive, alphabetical this forgive way. The so uh, rebrand,
1: but you know, we're, you know, we're cats and cooking, not cooking and cats too much confusion exactly so
0: i'm so we're 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 sorry about the name change but we'll just roll with it so anyway this is cooking so welcome back to cats and
1: cooking with sammy and tessa With
0: sammy and tessa as usual i'm talking about cooking (laughs) tessa talks about cooking
1: i talk about cats i'm the crazy cat lady in this scenario so
0: so and i like fun cooking tools that you know could potentially hurt could potentially hurt no one <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> you know some things things happen things mm-hmm. happen so anyway but we do like to we like to save money we like to cook good food we like to uh you know we like to have a good time in the kitchen mm-hmm. right and as long as you know the cats stay off the mm-hmm. counter yep
1: so are you ready to do the cats and cooking coin toss
0: i am i am i have i have our our lucky coin right here oh it's a little sticky oh, no. i don't know why well but this is the cooking podcast
1: i mean yeah well you probably got some like syrup in there or something
0: oh likely, so there, there's likely. a question so do you say
1: syrup or syrup
0: oh god that's a that's a weird cl- i've never thought syrup i say si- pass the syrup syrup i
1: syrup. say syrup and my <laughs> syrup. i don't know where i got it because both my parents say syrup and they got really upset at me when they said syrup Syrup? I'm like,
0: yeah, it's syrup. Can you pass the syrup? And they're like, it's syrup. When you when you uh, when you ride a horse, do you put your feet in this? The I syrups? don't put it in the
1: stirrups. No, I do not. Stirrups.
0: <laughs> 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 Who's picking our uh, our head coin toss this time? <laughs> Who's heads or tails? Um,
1: let's go with tails because cats have tails. Okay, I know I've made that right. joke a million Keeping times, it but it's still so funny to me.
0: And. It's tails. Hey, you're going first. Okay.
1: All right. So um, I've been covering the history of some of the oldest cat breeds for a few episodes now with the um, Norwegian forest cat being the one that I covered uh, not last episode because we skipped last episode because I was sick, but the the episode before I covered the Norwegian forest cat. So this rare breed of cat, however, very well might be the oldest cat Uh, domesticated cat breed in existence with some believing it to be one of the progenitors of all domestic cat breeds we see today. So I'm talking today about the Egyptian Mao.
0: Oh, neat. Oh, I've always wanted
1: to know about these. So uh, the ancient Egyptians are the first people to leave extensive evidence of their alliance with domestic cats. Uh, An affiliation that developed at least 5,000 years ago according to Egyptian writings, statues, and bas-reliefs and and like the hieroglyphs and stuff like that. So presumably cats were first welcomed for their ability to keep rodents away from stores of grain and thus prevent famine and for their ability to kill snakes. However, later, Egyptians domest- or later Egyptian domestic cats became beloved household companions and then sacred animals associated with the gods. Evidence in the form of depictions, paintings, and sculptures shows that spotted cats existed during the time of the Egyptian cat cult, and some believe that the predecessor of the Mao was the same cat worshipped by the ancient Egyptians. A papyrus painting dating around 1100 BCE shows Ra, the sun god, in the form of a spotted cat beheading the evil serpent Apep. And I've actually got a picture of that. I will post that to the instas. Uh, Let's see. In 1580 BCE, a papyrus record quotes a spotted cat as saying, I am the cat which fought near the Persea tree in Anu, on the night when the foes of Neb-Urcher were destroyed. So long, long history of Egyptians having, like, a good relationship with cats and domesticating cats and even worshipping them and considering them gods or akin to gods. Oh. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. So,
1: and the description of what those ancient cats look like is very similar to what the Egyptian Mao breed looks like currently. So...
0: Oh, yeah. I see.
1: Uh, in addition, a 1400 BCE tomb painting found in Thebes depicts a spotted cat retrieving a duck for an Egyptian hunter, showing that cats were not only worshipped, but played an important role in ev- everyday life as well. So they were, like, hunting cats. Like, you know how we have, like, hunting dogs that'll go, like, you know, uh-huh. fetch the downed bird? They had cats doing yeah. that.
0: Oh, wow. Crazy, right? Wow. They could... Wow! See, you know, you see what happens when you respect animals; right? they respect you back. You know, they like they. We just don't show in our cats well, enough respect now. Just, and I, I'm just not willing to kiss that well, much. Well, a lot but. of
1: people just they don't assume that cats are as able to learn tricks and stuff oh, was, like that yeah. as dogs are. But they they actually have the propensity to learn more tricks than dogs do because they're they're a little bit more intelligent than dogs. However, they're more temperamental and they're more like they they're they've got more of an individual personality they're they're less likely to just follow orders blindly the way a dog will because they you know a dog has that kind of like you know um unbridled love for its owner and its person yeah you know where it's like
0: and the call and response, you know a dog yeah. sees a
1: person as an authority figure, a cat sees a person as a peer, you know yeah, so it's yeah. like they can learn tricks just as well as dogs can and in some cases better but they're They're not going to just do them willy nilly for you if they don't respect you. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but anyway, um, if as some people believe the Egyptian Mao is a living artifact of that ancient era, then the Mao is one of the oldest breeds of domestic cats characteristics common to modern Maos can be seen in papyrus paintings right down at the random spots. However, that's not proof of anything except that spotted cats lived in ancient Egypt. So there's no way to really definitively prove that the current Egyptian Mao breed is descendant from these 5,000-year-old depictions of cats.
0: Oh, you know, I see. Like,
1: I see. It, it definitely looks like they may be, but there's no way to definitively be sure.
0: Interesting. uh, I'll just pretend they persevered. (laughs) (laughs) So the
1: Egyptian Mao joined the European cat Fancy in the early 1900s. Uh, Fanciers in Italy, Italy, Switzerland, and France worked to develop the breed. However, as it did by... As it did many pedigreed breeds, World War II decimated the Egyptian Mao population, and by the mid-1940s, the Mao was almost extinct. And I will get more into that um, like later on because that's really fascinating. I didn't realize that World War II had such an effect on pets, mm-hmm. but I will get into that mm-hmm. because I, I did a deep dive on that and was like, this is fascinating.
0: Yeah, you don't usually think about how it affected the pets. Oh, I can't wait. Ooh, it it ooh, affects continue. it in
1: more ways than you could possibly imagine. Like, you always, like off the top of your head, you probably think, yeah, war probably affects pets because, you know, it's such a big effect on people. But World War II especially really negatively affected pets, and I will get into why later. So wow. uh, the efforts of the exiled Russian princess Natalie Trobetskoi brought the Mao back from the brink of extinction so she like almost single-handedly brought them back from the brink of extinction while (coughs) in italy she rescued some of the few remaining specimens she was also instrumental in importing at least one Mao from egypt via the syrian embassy in 1956 trobetskoy immigrated to the united states bringing her three mouths bred from her original stock Upon arrival, Trobetskoy established the Fatima Egyptian Mao cattery and began to promote the breed. The Mao Mao soon collected a following who wanted to preserve the rare, beautiful, historically significant breed. Because of the small gene pool and because additional mouths were almost impossible to attain from Egypt, a certain amount of inbreeding and outcrossing were required to continue the breed in North America. Selective breeding for temperament was also a priority since disposition problems were noted in some bloodlines. In the 1980s and 1990s, additional mouse were brought into the United States from Egypt, and then this widened the gene pool, which was vital to the breed's health and well-being because obviously, like, you know, two or three decades of inbreeding is not good for any breed of animal. (laughs) No, no. So in the 1980s and 1990s, more, like non-inbred mouths were brought in so that they could actually like widen the gene pool and kind of stabilize the breed yeah. um in 1968 cff was the first to accept the Egy- the egyptian mao for championship status the cca soon followed and the cfa granted championship in 1977 today all major associations accept the mao hmm. so now we're going to get into a little description of what they look like and and just them as a cat. So we're gonna start with their temperament. Egyptian mouths love playing with water and are smart enough to learn how to turn on a faucet. Despite their high energy levels, they adore curling up on your lap for snuggle session. They are great with playful children and other friendly pet or other cat friendly pets who can keep up with their active and energetic lifestyle. Though reserved and wary around unfamiliar guests, they warm up quickly. Uh, Some characteristics of their appearance. They have a wedge-shaped but soft head that sits atop a muscular body. The forehead features an M shape and their cheeks have mascara lines, uh, all of which create a slightly worried look. Um, Hmm. If they don't have the M shape on their head, they have the more rare scarab shape, which is kind of M-like, but instead of... So an M would literally just be like an M on their forehead. The scarab shape is kind of like a V. So like the middle of an M, but instead of like the two feet of the M coming directly down from the top of the V, they come from the middle and then then they they branch out. So it kind of looks like legs, like beetle legs.
0: Oh, I have pictures of that. So I will post those as well. Okay.
1: Wow. Um, And the M shape that, is mostly in North American Egyptian mouths because they were bred with tabbies, where the M comes
0: from. Oh, uh, and I was going to say, I've seen the M on, on yeah. you know, little tabby yeah. brow. So the M comes from breeding with tabbies
1: or moggies, huh. as they're sometimes called. Yeah. Um So they have medium to large ears on like on top of their wedge-shaped head. Their spots range from small to large and vary in shape. Their hind legs are longer than the front and they have small, delicate feet. Their tail is long and banded with a dark tip and they have a notable, like, dorsal stripe. So basically a stripe that goes all along their, like, their spine. Oh, wow. Their lifespan is 12 to 15 years, though they can live uh, 20 or more if they're well taken care of. They're very hardy cats. Um, Mm. As far as colors go, they come in... The Spotted Coat comes in three different colors, silver, bronze, and smoke. The smoke is a black-tipped, pale silver fur, which that, I mean, it's gorgeous if you've seen pictures of them. Yeah. Uh, the breed can come in several other colors, including solid black, blue, or blue-silver, blue-spotted, blue-smoke, and solid blue, but they aren't allowed in the show circuit. So only those first oh. three, silver, bronze, and smoke, are allowed in championship circuits. The other ones are too far removed from like, uh, too in they're, they're, No, they're too far. They're <laughs> too bred with other species or other, other. Yeah. Um, oh, I,
0: right. Right. Too out- outer outbred. Yes. Um,
1: see. let's see. In addition to their un- unique spots, mouths also have large, uniquely colored eyes in what many refer to as gooseberry green. So they have very oh. green eyes. So now we're going to get into mm. the whole world war two thing. So, As you may remember, I mentioned that many cat breeds were affected by World War II, but it wasn't just cats. It was pets in general. I did a bit of research into why that exactly is and was actually kind of horrified to find out that not just cats, but pets in general were affected by the war. At the beginning of World War II, a government pamphlet led to a massive cull of British pets. As many as 715,000 British pets were killed in just one week.
0: Holy cow! The cull
1: came as a result of a public information campaign that caused an extraordinary reaction among anxious Britons. In the summer of 1939, just before the outbreak of the war, the National Air Raid Precautions Animal Committee, or, the, or NARPAC, was formed. It drafted a notice, Advice to Animal Owners. The pamphlet said, If at all possible, Send or take your household animals into the country in advance of an emergency. It concluded, if you cannot place them in the care of neighbors, it really is kindest to have them destroyed. The advice was printed in almost every newspaper and announced on the BBC. Wow. So, I mean, they were, people took it so seriously that, you know, like people were, all the vet hospitals were like overrun they didn't have enough room, I bet. Like, you know like shelters were overrun because you know the vets were like, we're not just gonna put down these healthy animals, you know, so like a yeah. lot of shelters were overrun um people started like cat sanctuaries and and you know just like shelters for you know like wow abandoned animals because people panicked, you know because yeah, not everybody had I, I can, out in the country that they could just dump their pets on, you know I mean they were already
0: and then I can imagine. You know, You know, during the war, you know they knew they were going to start shipping people out, and they were were already sending their households of pets. Yeah, well, they were already sending their children out to the
1: countryside. You know, I mean, I don't know if you remember that, but during World War II, um, or I don't remember that. I don't know if you remember learning about that, but during World War II, um, people in the cities, specifically London, would ship their children out to the countryside where they'd be safe from the air raids. It was part of the premise of Chronicles of Narnia. Um, At least the first one. Yeah. yep. And they would get get shipped out to like random people. Not always like if they had relatives in the country, they'd ship them to the relatives. But if they didn't, they would kind of get paired Mm -hmm. up with some random person who lived out in the country. Wow. And they would do their best not to split up siblings and family members, but sometimes they'd get split up, you know. But yeah, so Mm. they were already sending children out and the government was doing that. But it's like pets were kind of left up to your individual household. You know, and not everybody yeah. could afford that. Not everybody had people that they could send their pets with. If they were sending their children off, there's not necessarily a chance or a, a guarantee that that family taking in your child would be able to take in your pets as well. So a lot of people yeah. just panicked and, yeah. and took their pets down to be put down. Mm. So, wow. yeah, like I said, wow. 750,000 in one week. And that's not all the pets that, you know, like I didn't, I couldn't find an exact number on how many pets were put down during World War World War II Two. Just the first week. Wow! So that was seven hundred fifty thousand wow. in one just week. Just in the first week. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Three oh my gosh! Wow,
0: that's just insane. That's crazy. I I've never thought about how it because I mean you hear about Victory Gardens yeah. and you're like oh yay you know the people who were left behind kept the house you yeah. know together. It's like no, apparently not. <laughs> like yeah you know, the people at home, of course, panic. And, you know, we even saw that at the beginning of the the uh, pandemic, you know, when they were saying mm-hmm. that you could, you know, that pets could potentially, uh, you know, be a hazard and yeah. stuff. And unfortunately we saw so many, uh, you know, stories like that, but thankfully, you know, not that in the thousands yeah. like that, uh, but sad that it does yeah. still happen. Yeah. I have um, a picture
1: of the, of the pamphlet as well. So I will post that also.
0: Wow, um, wow.
1: But yeah, so the Egyptian mount is, it's such a beautiful and interesting breed of cat and, you know, I'm I'm glad that they were able to pull them from the brink of extinction, you know, um, and I'm honestly kind of convinced that my boy Dean might at least be part Egyptian Mao. He, he really fits a lot of the descriptions. He's got that dorsal stripe. He's got spots. His tail is banded with a black tip. He's got green eyes. Mm. He's, green you know, boy. he's like 15, 16 pounds, which is about that average weight that they said males get to. You know, he's got longer back legs and front legs. I mean hmm. from what I can tell doing this research, because I thought he might be Bengal, which Bengals are an off-breed of Egyptian Mouse. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, you covered that in yeah, another episode, so didn't you? I, I covered you? Bengals, yeah, but yeah. I, you
1: know, I don't think I mentioned that they were an off-breed from Egyptian Mouse, but I found that out today in this research.
0: How so, cool. How cool. I
1: thought he was part Bengal, but I, I think he might be more Egyptian Mao than he is Bengal. Um, he's got the M on his forehead wow. and everything. I mean, I, he might actually wow. be Mao or part Mao. Wow. But it's, it's wow. funny wow. that wow. since starting this podcast and getting to do all this research on cats, it's actually helped me learn about the cats in mine and my family's lives and has actually I'll helped bet. me like, potentially identify the breeds of our cats. Like, like I said, Dean might oh, be crazy. Egyptian Mao. Midnight, from what I can tell, might be a Bombay, which is a black cat. Oh. They're specifically bred to be black cats. Um, I'll get mm. into them in another episode, but the Bombay is potentially what Midnight is. My parents' cat, the one that we've had since I was 12, his name's Kitta, he appears to be either Maine Coon or Norwegian Forest Cat. And my brother Joel, his oh. cat Bubby, is most likely a tuxedo. So, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a tuxedo growing yeah. up, and then I have one now, and then I've got another black cat. And I just think they're I all just domestic short hairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might be, but domestic short hair <laughs> covers a lot. Yeah, it, it covers a That's lot, a lot a of
1: breeds actually like they'll be like subclassed as domestic short hair, but they might be mm-hmm. from another breed. So in learning about the breed of yeah. your cat can actually help you not only pick the best food for them, but it can also help you keep an eye out for like diseases and disorders that their breed might be susceptible to or have a genetic um like they might be genetically prone to have certain things. Because just like with Interesting. dog breeds, some breeds are more prone to have diseases than others. So learning the breed of your pet yeah, can yeah. actually help you keep an eye out for symptoms of things that might be a genetic disorder. So
0: Very anyway, true. So Very true. So no, no know your babies. your babies. Know
1: your fur babies. But yeah, so that's all I have on the Egyptian Mao. So do you want to take a break? And then we can talk about your cooking, culinary,
0: yeah. Okay. I got some good stuff for you guys. I got some, I'm going to save you some money if you guys are, are into some comfort food. So stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: All right. We are back. Mm-hmm. So it's time to talk about some food. We learned about some kitty cats. Yes. Now we're going to talk about some food. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. You're hungry. Hungry for some information. I am hungry
1: actually. It is getting close to dinner time and I worked out I right before recording. So it's like, you know. Nice. Like yeah, you're I'm, looking nice and buff. I'm no, I'm look, not. I got, no, I'm not. I got muscles. Look at that. Look at look. you uh, getting all like buff. That. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just starting to work out, and I'm counting calories currently. So this works perfectly uh, with our, you know, that we have a food podcast because you can help I'm me. I'm gonna make good do. Food. I'm
0: gonna. I'm gonna ruin your diet a little bit because well, I'm gonna I've teach got, you how to save some money with your comfort food. Listen,
1: I've got. <laughs> Surplus calories today, so I Perfect. might could actually go treat myself tonight because I've been Perfect. I've been really good. Like I'm eating only fifteen hundred calories or less a day, nice. so it's like I'll have like a coffee and some oatmeal in the morning. I'll have a salad oh. for lunch, and then I'll have like one of those healthy choice bowls for dinner.
0: Look at you! You're doing so good. Yeah, and then I'll have like oh apple, like an apple or
1: something for a snack. But today I've got surplus calories because I worked out, so. Yes. Yeah, so I I might actually be able to go to go treat some... myself to to whatever you're going to talk about yeah.
0: today. Nice. Well, I'm going to show you guys uh one one way to make, you know, either uh One, it could be a favorite of yours, could be something you've never heard of, could be something that, but it's, it's an easy thing that you can make at home. Because I know that during the pandemic, it got me a little harder to get out and, you know, get some of your favorite foods. And, uh, and then I'm going to, then, then, then I'll save you guys money. Okay.
1: So speaking of food during uh, the pandemic. usually. uh, Sorry, I was going to say speaking of food during the pandemic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Remember when we all jumped on the let's make bread trend? That right
0: was, remember how it lasted like a that was month like a, like maybe? Two weeks. maybe a week that two weeks. was a fun
1: episode though
0: <laughs> <laughs> right oh my god oh my god and then we tried making bread and oh let me tell you bread scoring fun bread burning <laughs> and scoring burnt bread you know at least he so likes fun. burnt bread <laughs> 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 so uh okay so uh, usually you guys know that like we've been doing this, uh, this kind of a little bit of a series lately on, um, you know, usually we see on the pot on like YouTube. Uh, if you're familiar with Joshua Weissman, he does things like but cheaper and but better and stuff. But every single time he does these, you still have to be somewhat of a skilled cook to, you know, make it look mm. fancy and nice and gourmet, like you're going out. I don't care about looking fancy gourmet or going out. I just want something that tastes decent. Right. And covers all of the bases of what I'm, you know, getting at when we're out, right? Yeah. So this time we're going to talk about uh, Famous Bowls, at KFC. Are you familiar? No. Okay. So they used to be one of my favorites when I was uh, working closer to a KFC, even though I really am not a KFC kind of person. Because uh, this was like the only wait, thing wait, I would eat there because it was, it's called a oh, Famous Bowl. Yeah.
1: Like, no, I haven't. I know they've got like bowls and stuff, but I, I've never had them. So I, I don't, I'm not familiar.
0: It's essentially it's very simple and i'm going to teach you how to zhuzh up each one of the little things and how you can make it. i call it my freedom bowl it's okay. my freedom bowl so all they are, are mashed potatoes gravy
1: okay
0: corn mm-hmm. cheese and chicken okay. you can do that at home guys that's right. not hard It's not hard to do that at home. You don't have to go to KFC. You don't have to go to the store. You don't, I mean, you have to go to the store maybe to go get all these, you know, some of these ingredients and stuff. But I can guarantee you that by the time you break it all down, it's going to be cheaper than what you're going to go get down at the store too. I mean, not the store, KFC, excuse me. Um, So, and then you have the freedom because typically on a bowl, there's like popcorn chicken, right? right? On a famous bowl. You have the freedom, freedom bowls (laughs) to make whatever kind of chicken you want. You can make it grilled. You can make Mm. it fried. You can make it uh you can boil mm-hmm. it and shred it. You can you make taco chicken if you want to. I I don't know if you would want that with, you know, mashed potatoes. But then you can do whatever you want with your potatoes. You can make hash browns. You can make um mashed potatoes, you can make sour cream mashed mm. potatoes. You could uh you could do french fries and you can make some nachos out of this. Okay. I mean, the world is your oyster. Right. Um but there's also little ways so, uh, like, say if you're doing your your mashed potatoes and you're mm-hmm. just going with for the basics. Say we're just making the basics on this. Um, I use my instant pot. I know I'm kind of a cheater, um, but just <laughs> nothing wrong know, with your instant potatoes. Pot. Those are a I know. valuable
1: tool. They are a valuable tool. They in are the kitchen. so
0: valuable, guys. Invest, invest in an instant oh, pot. Don't I know. get me started on can, the cult of the attention. air fryer. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm one of them. <laughs> 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 but, but. Hey, but uh, hey, another pro tip, though, is pay attention at, to your targets and stuff, because actually, sneaky, 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 you know how I got my Instant Pot? Um, we'd been uh, shopping for a particular one for a really long time, and mm-hmm. we happened to keep passing the exact Instant Pot we wanted, which was Wi-Fi connected for the Bluetooth out of the phone and all that, Yeah, blah, 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 fancy dancy. Uh, they had missed... Um, labeled the price on the instapot we're like that's not right why is that's not on sale Mm -hmm. it was like supposed to be 150 and it was like 129 and we're like that's weird but why is it in fact i think even the gap might have even been even bigger than that um and so we we were there for one day passed it up went back the next day it's still mislabeled and we're like that's weird that can't be that's Someone's going to fix this. Someone's got to fix this. (laughs) And we came back a third day and no one had fixed it. No one. I mean, we would sit there and scan it and look at it and matched on Amazon. The exact same thing was like $40 more expensive. And so we take it up to the front. Of course, it rings up the way it's supposed to for its normal price, but the shelf Mm -hmm. said it was cheaper than that. The shelf's price. Technically they've mislabeled it. I know you're kind of technically taking advantage of somebody not doing their job. Right. Right. But you're saving yourself a little money by paying attention. Mm-hmm. That's what this episode is about, is paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we're kind of jumping all over a little bit, all over the place on this. But then, like I said, also with potatoes, another little pro tip when you make your mashed potatoes, don't use water, use chicken broth or some kind of broth because it will soak up all those juicy, delicious flavors. Ooh, that's a good And idea. then when you mash it. I've never oh, thought yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I've made kinda, mashed potatoes with buttermilk an, before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another way yeah. to do it. Or sour cream too. That works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, buttermilk's a good way to do it. Um, and then, like I said, your chicken, uh, you can fry it. You can grill it. Uh, you could shred mm-hmm. it. You could do uh, whatever the heck you want with your chicken. The world is your chicken oyster. I don't know why you would have chicken oysters, <laughs> but sounds kind of... Uh. Uh, same with your corn. Oh, pro tip. Go to go to Trader Joe's, and if they have it, look for the elote mix in the spices, like in that aisle. Mm-hmm. And then again, when you cook your when you cook your corn, mm-hmm. again canned corn. Make it simple, guys. Don't do anything super. You can do fancy. Do the corn ribs. I know you guys saw those online too, and you yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut them up into like you know did shapes, and they yeah. throw them on the grill. <laughs> You're being so dang fancy on your TikToks, and <laughs> these aren't about fancy. They're you about you. Don't have comfort. to do that. Exactly. Go get some. Go get some canned corn. You drain it. Mm-hmm. Drain it. Put that in your your uh, in a little saucepan and stuff. Again, little chicken broth. Little, little low taste uh, okay. seasoning. Little butter. Mm-hmm. Little lid. Cover it. Let it simmer while you're doing other things. Okay. And it's delicious, trust me. And then you strain it when you put it on your corn. Don't put, you know, the whole soupy mess onto your – your. come on, guys. I shouldn't <laughs> have to tell you that.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't, but you have to tell uh, same me with, that. Same
0: with gravy. I know. Yeah. Same with gravy though, if you um if you decide to bake your chicken, because you can do chicken thighs, you can mm. do chicken breasts, you could do you know, chicken legs right. if you wanted to. I don't know why you would, but um, but maybe you're be have being adventurous. <laughs> Who knows? In fact, if you guys actually play with us, I kind of want to see what you do. Oh, yeah. If you if you
1: make this, send <laughs> uh, pictures to us, you know. Please. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> have fun with it. As long as it involves potatoes, chicken, corn, gravy and cheese even prove me wrong make it as fancy as possible let's let's have some fun with this one if i'm being
1: honest right now like the only thing that separates this from like a shepherd's pie is that it's chicken instead of beef
0: his shepherd's pie i mean and then you don't have like a kind of like a mixed like like, shepherd's pie at least the way that my mom
1: makes it is mashed potatoes corn ground beef cheese oh
0: see and you can exactly you can essentially you could do that you can um you can even swap out the corn for like veg all or frozen uh, um like right. mixed vegetables and stuff literally you can do whatever you want with this kind of, this is such an easy hearty thing that you can just toss together it's not super hard it's not really a ton of dishes it's a few but um you know but, i mean it's, if you if you're cooking cheese, like right, a lot of cheese, the stuff right, in your the favorite chicken cheese.
1: broth or at least in you know you, you could do the chicken first And then do everything in the same pan. And then it soaks up a lot of that chicken grease and stuff
0: like that too. Exactly. If you decide to bake your chicken, use Mm. the juices from the chicken in your gravy and pour that in there. Oh, so delicious. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, you guys are, oh, that's another thing. You guys should not be buying full sodium chicken broth. Don't, Get the, get the low-sodium chicken broth. You control your salt. Yes. You have full control. Every time I would go in the pandemic, the early pandemic, all the full-sodium chicken broth is always gone. Get low-sodium so, low chicken broth, and you have full control over how much salt you use. And oh, you're like, oh, my God, it's always so salty. so good. <laughs> because you're using full-salt chicken broth. That sodium <laughs> also, tastes hey, so good, Also, hey, you guys good, know the though. difference between... <laughs> I know. I know. But you know the difference between chicken stock and chicken broth?
1: I actually don't, so that'd be interesting to know.
0: So stock is a is a more clarified; it's more bones, uh, but it's okay. just a more clarified version and less salty version of uh, um, chicken broth. Broth is going to have a little bit more fat, not really fat, but you know, kind of more oily gotcha. in it than stock will. But I thought that was really interesting. I had no idea; um, that's fascinating. Stop buying full sodium.
1: by stock or broth just as long as it's low sodium
0: this as long as it's low sodium i don't care (laughs) and use it in everything anytime you need water for something if it's gravy if it's uh you know you know boiling if you're steaming vegetables use use like some chicken broth instead or some beef broth it adds just a little bit extra you want to steam some uh broccoli use some beef broth instead now i'm thinking about Um, making ramen with chicken broth or something there you go. Super good. Oh, my gosh. Also, did you know that if you boil some cabbage and then put some glass noodles in it and, like, the water, it'll turn them mm-hmm. purple? And then if you uh, squeeze lime juice on that, it'll turn them blue?
1: I did Again, not know that. play with it. We'll play with
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Food so, chemistry is so cool. What your, oh, God.
1: Despite what your mom said growing up, kids, play with your food
0: play with it all you want because trust me food does some really cool stuff and i honestly because cooking is science and it's so much fun it's cooking it's heat and and it's it's flavors and it's things that mix and things that don't and like how to if if you're making something and it's not uh it doesn't quite taste right you're like just salt and pepper aren't really doing anything Mm -hmm. vinegar a little dash of vinegar that's probably what you're missing it's that little umami that isn't quite salty but it's just this little like savory yeah yeah. just
1: remember that cooking cooking isn't just a science it's an art too so it's like you know just play around with it and find the thing that um that suits your taste best you know everything everybody's cooking is going to be different everybody's tastes are going to be different do what tastes best to you that's yeah. have
0: some fun with it cooking should be it should fun be. and if don't say you can't cook because you're just not paying attention i guess i'm just not <laughs> paying <me>. attention <laughs> I'm just not paying attention <laughs> pay attention <laughs> okay but say it say okay all right you can't cook you like to go out okay so then you're like what's your favorite comfort food
1: um mcdonald's chicken nuggets
0: heck yes because that's mine too and it's it's just
1: <laughs> there are so many reasons go wrong? we're friends <laughs>
0: don't tell me what's in it i don't want to know i just, already know what i choose to not acknowledge yep. that it's i watched supersize me and morgan spurlock plenty of times i know i just like the way I, they I taste choose to okay? make my life decisions I just like the way they taste <laughs> Okay, but you guys might have noticed that lately, if you're near certain menu boards, that there is a new 20-piece uh, or twenty piece nugget yes. deal, right? And okay. I've
1: wanted to buy it so many times and just eat it by myself. I and mean, it's supposed to be a family meal.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to show you how to do it for okay. cheap mm-hmm. and get extra soda, okay. too. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm going to back it up mm-hmm. a little bit. Um this has my, been my guilty pleasure for a very long time, especially working nights. It's very easy to go. Midnight, you just run through the drive-thru. Right. You just get your your number seven with a Coke, blah, blah, blah. Coke and ranch, let's go. Um, They they just knew me, right? So then, I, you know, obviously in the pandemic, I'm not go, like leaving very often. I work from mm-hmm. home, and so I'm not going out very often. But every now and then I have those days where I'm like, okay, I'm going through a drive-thru. I ain't cooking. You can't get me to do a dish. I'm not doing it. Right. I'm just going to go get some chicken nuggets. I'm going to go get me some chicken nuggets. Yes. So the first time I went to order this, and obviously Ian wanted some too. He's going to indulge me in my guilty pleasure. He's going to get some too.
1: (laughs) He's a bad influence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At this point, exactly. At this point, although he did let me, he encouraged me to get some running shoes that I, I was... A little torn on the yesterday and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm very glad he did. So thank you for getting me for letting me pushing me to get my running shoes because <laughs> I feel much much better. It's amazing when you get on the right equipment. And you're like, oh, I actually mm-hmm. do kind of want to run now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got new running anyway, shoes I this last year as well. So.
0: Oh my gosh. We both so, digress oh man, a when well you replace your running so. shoes and you're just like, oh, everything feels great again. I don't have to work extra yeah. hard. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, the, but the first time I went, I ordered two number sevens. I think that's what it is on our board here, uh, which would be, which would give me two, and an, like medium with a Coke, ranch and ketchup. So that's two 10 piece chicken nuggets, two medium French fries and two medium Cokes, right? Okay. Yep. That would, if I was just ordering two number sevens, Mm -hmm. That would come out to almost $20 because they're like $8 a piece plus tax. So that comes out Mm -hmm. to like almost like $18. And I was like, that's, that's insane. And at that point I hadn't even seen the meal deal at this point. So I, I was just ordering the way I used to. I hadn't even acknowledged that there might've changed the menu while I'd been gone. Right. So the next time I come, I see that and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just get the meal deal. So Mm -hmm. I order the, which is the exact same food, 20 chicken nuggets, Mm -hmm. two medium uh, fries. That's what the meal deal comes with. Mm -hmm. And then that's $12.98 on its own, Mm -hmm. at least on my board. I know that this is California prices and stuff. I know it's going to vary a little bit. Then sodas, no matter what size, Mm -hmm. are $1 each on top of that. So that brings this one. The same exact food, Uh-huh. but this is the meal deal, right? right. So this is the chicken nuggets and the fries, and yep. then the Cokes extra, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Almost $15. Right. So you're saving like $3 well, because from, you're not, from getting two number sevens. Well, because the you're not exact paying double same tax. But, okay, okay, okay. but uh-huh. technically, I'm going to get you even cheaper. Okay,
1: okay. all
0: right. Mm-hmm. Just order, okay, so then one just the box of uh twenty to twenty chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. right? just the box of chicken nuggets, no fries okay. mm-hmm. right that's five dollars okay then a la carte, two medium french fries, okay. same food, mm-hmm. two medium drinks, mm-hmm. same food mm-hmm. eleven eighty eight what why is there such a just over ten dollars
1: between all of it
0: all the exact same food guys but you the difference between paying freaking almost 20 dollars versus just over 10 dollars. like if i had 10 dollars in my change thing plus you know a little extra I stuff 1188 so
1: your phone's ringing is, i think mcdonald's wants to know your location
0: <laughs> they probably do i probably just broke a whole bunch i mean i'm you, oh god like, i probably just walked myself totally into one into heck like, of a
1: corner a, like a, a mcdonald's conspiracy theory <laughs>
0: Maybe we should I just, but maybe again, we should like start I said, a podcast
1: if you're, about if you're McDonald's attention. Conspiracy theories.
0: <laughs> right, like just, oh God. Oh. Or what if we general. had a podcast about conspiracy oh theories? God. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no. Could you imagine? Pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but still, though, that's still weird <laughs> that it would be that different of a price oh for gosh. the exact same food. Like, why would they do that? Do they not,
0: not notice? And that's the thing. You know who taught me to do this? The
1: McDonald's employee. One of the cashiers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, because <laughs> like, at first so, I thought maybe it was I mean, because.
0: honestly, they even know yeah, about like, it. So. <laughs> like, honestly,
1: at first, when you first met, you know, we're we're breaking it down. I thought maybe it was because you were paying tax on two separate meals. But then you break it into, you know, like five separate items. And you're not paying yeah. tax on five separate items. So, and it comes out exactly. cheaper. Exactly. Than cheaper. bundling it, which that makes zero sense.
0: Zero sense. Like if you're if you're from or you've been to uh California, you may know like In and Out. Yeah. They have they have meal deals. They have like a number one and number right. two and number you know number three. But it's literally just an easier way to order things. It's just yeah. you know
1: so maybe a, you're a just burger a fry. extra for convenience. But it's like meal like, meal deals not are usually paying
0: attention, and I well because, it makes me wonder what else on the menus like that too. Well, I mean it, they've.
1: I feel like they've convinced us that buying a meal is cheaper to bundle it all together than it is to buy it separately, but you've literally proven that it is not cheaper to buy it all together. In fact, it's cheaper to just break it all down and buy each thing individually. Exactly. Well, there's there's a real, like, most of the time I hate the term life hack, but that is a life hack right there. Like, that is a legit life hack that I will probably I had to buy
0: a lot of nuggets to figure it out,
1: (laughs) But still, you spent a grand total of, let's see, 18, 15, and 11, 12.
0: And 11. I mean, maybe 50 bucks, you know. Eh.
1: Yeah. 40, 40 bucks. bucks, 45, something like that. That's not too bad. Eh, something like that. To learn that lesson. So That's it's not like, too bad. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. I mean, if you need your nuggy fix like I do, uh, just sort everything separately because apparently you're going to save like, Exactly. I mean, at least six dollars or no at least at least like four dollars up to six or seven dollars so that's uh yep that's and that depends on where you
0: are that could vary state to state i know that i am in california and that my prices are different but i bet that if my prices are different like that i bet they are in other areas too Uh, in fact i want to know what what in your neck of the woods too if you guys have different mcdonald's prices yeah i'll test it out and i will um
1: I'll post my findings to like our our Twitter ah, or something like that, and let it
0: let everybody sounds know. Good. But yeah, you so. should definitely.
1: Well, yeah, either either send us pictures of you cooking your home, you know, at home KFC famous bowl, or let us know how much your you know nuggy purchase was by separating everything. i'm i'm or if you found something
0: else on the menu that's kind of similar like let me know i want to know i'm so curious and i just don't have the money to keep doing this Yeah, (laughs)
1: or let us know where you know where a mcdonald's is that has a working ice cream machine because i could really go for a shamrock shake
0: hey (laughs) maybe the next next conspiracy i should do (laughs) i I did one mcdonald's conspiracy conspiracy. Conspiracy. maybe the next episode i'll do that's the next mcdonald's McDonald's conspiracy theory is the
1: ice cream machine and why is it always broken (laughs)
0: <laughs> so silly so silly oh gosh All right, guys oh well, man i swear somebody comes and breaks it just because they see you coming like,
1: well i mean from what i've heard most of the out. time it's not broken it's just they don't want to it. because it's so i've worked in fast food before i worked at auntie Anne's pretzels and they they have like shakes and stuff like that and you have to clean the ice cream machine every night and it is a pain in the butt to clean so if you yeah. don't use it you don't have to clean it
0: they clean it. Exactly. You know,
1: so I've I've heard rumors. I don't I can't confirm or deny any of these rumors, but I've heard rumors that most of the time the ice cream machine uh, ice cream machine isn't broken. It's just that either they just don't want to have to clean it that night or they they, you know, started closing up early and have cleaned yeah. it already. already. You know? exactly. So, They're
0: just not expecting to serve you ice cream at two in the morning, Sammy. That's when I want ice cream. But I mean, for your nuggies, for my nuggies, goes with the nuggies. If
1: you've never dipped your your nuggies in ice cream or your French fries in ice cream, you should absolutely do that. I mean, are you really
0: living if you haven't? I mean, delicious.
1: Um, But yeah, I don't know. Now that's not to say that they're not absolutely broken. They they may be. I'm not trying to discredit. And you know say absolutely for sure their ice cream machine is is not broken it might be but i've also but, heard that you know, there's also, other op- or, like possibilities out there
0: exactly when you uh, I mean when you're paying when you're charging people who aren't paying attention exorbitant prices i think you can afford to pay somebody a living wage to con- to incentivize <sighs> them to clean the ice cream machine there we go there we go. Right? I mean, you get. A, I can see where the... You get a
1: bonus today for cleaning the ice cream machine.
0: <laughs> bonus. I mean, geez.
1: <laughs> All right, everyone. Oh, well. well. I think we're done. But thank you so much yes. for listening to another episode of Cats and Cooking. Remember, it's not cooking cats. It's cats and cooking. It's cats and cooking.
0: Don't forget the ampersand.
1: We (laughs) we love doing this for you guys, and we love hearing from you guys. So thank you for continuing to tune in to us. And don't forget,
0: no No cats cats on on the the counter. counter.